0: Where your story begins is what Ann Danielson says. Good evening, everyone, and happy Thursday. This is Matt Medrano here with you on Something Tech Something New, your newest EdTech podcast. Our quote today uh, has a lot to do with a very sentimental subject in my heart. Um, So I think this quote is true in more ways than one. Uh, Home is that metaphysical and physical space where we know for a fact we can shed all the fakeness and masks and the pomp and the circumstance and just be ourselves. Um, I think in education, it really does fall on the teacher to try and create that space that can be home here at school. Um, after all, I mean, our kids go to school, at least here, um, they're, they go from 725 to 415. So that's almost a full like eight, nine hours. So our students spend a full third of their day at school. Uh, why shouldn't they feel safe? Um, why shouldn't they feel like they can leave everything else at the door and just be themselves? Um, Vanessa, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Um, I think getting to know some of your kids and looking at how you manage the classroom, I really feel that you try to live up to that, try to make sure that your kids feel safe to not only learn, but to behave as they normally would without having to use like a facade or anything like that. And I know that comfortability is really important when it comes to learning and engaging in a learning environment. So I think that helps twofold. In that
0: way. Thank you very much. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And once again, you're listening to Something Tech, Something New, the newest and hottest EdTech podcast. Um, today's podcast, we're going to be going o- over our most valuable practice, per usual, uh, going through our hall of fail moment, Our app of the week, which is Spiral, I'm interested in talking about that, Um, and continuing our discussion, kind of where we left off on Techquity and education with our special guest. You've already heard from her. Uh, Her name is Vanessa, and she comes to us from Compuduct, which is one of the organizations that has been working with us here at my lovely school uh, with my kids to help really bring that education about computers and computer technology to them. But that doesn't really do it justice, so I'll give you just a chance to talk about what y'all do.
1: Right. So CompuDop is a nonprofit that was started roughly around 10 years ago. And it started off with just trying to address the um, problem that a lot of students have with accessing computers and accessing the Internet. And how CompuDop helps with that is by providing Uh, computers, laptops, desktops to students uh, in Houston but recently maybe in the last three years or so it has uh, also complemented not just giving technology but also teaching kids about technology and we have three programs one is early adopters which introduces students at the first grade I think to fifth grade level how to not only use a computer, uh, but also different facets of STEM or STEAM, which incorporates art um, into science, technology, engineering, and math. And then after that, we have a middle school program for sixth to eighth graders, and they will be able to explore more STEAM ideas a little bit more in depth. And that's kind of to get them started thinking about how science and technology can be incorporated into the classroom and also into maybe a probable career. And then at the high school level, which is what I teach, it's basically a crash course in principles of information technology so that they understand different facets of specifically technology and computers and how they work so that they understand that the computer that they're receiving, which every student that is part, that takes part in our program, will receive a computer at the end of it, Um, how it works at the most basic level.
0: Hmm. And of course that makes my job easier (laughs) because that means that a lot of what the kids are doing now is just review. But of course, um, Vanessa has also introduced uh, the kids to new concepts that they've not seen before and she's been doing a great job with
1: that. Thank you.
0: Um, So, Last week, we sparked this conversation on um, Tequity and really just skimmed over what those thoughts were with regards to student progress. Um, Now, it's my full belief um, that utilizing differentiated groups in your classes will put you on a path to giving students more control over their learning and more autonomy, um, being able to master things at their own pace. Uh, now, for those of you joining us who are unsure, like, hey, what, what the is a differentiated group? Um, this is our most valuable practice that we're highlighting. A differentiated group is essentially a cluster of kids that we have uh, pulled together or banded together, and said, "Hey, you are at this level for whatever you know assessment tool we're using." For some of us, we use MAP. Um, For some of us, we use our star results here in Texas. Uh, And for some of us, we also use ACT and other assessment tools to help us like kind of group our kids where they're at and say, okay, cool, based off of the fact that you're in this group, I can teach you at this pace, or like maybe you need more support in learning about dividing a fraction by a fraction, versus this other kid who just needs help solving two-step equations. so on that note, the reason why I think this is a most valuable practice is because one of my co-workers, uh, Amanda, she recently uh, utilized this differentiated group concept, and she's using it with Chromebooks. And this is very similar to what I did last year and my second year of teaching when I taught algebra. Um, and she's really starting to see like the kids have all these gaps
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there are these things that like we haven't been able to catch because we don't have enough time to see these kids and using technology, like now we can go ahead and see these kids more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But even if you don't have, you know, computers or whatever, you can still use differentiated groups to your advantage. Um, I did a lot of talking, but <laughs> is there anything that you feel like now that you've heard about it you want to add Et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. Um, Maybe just addressing that the schedule that you use to teach on is pretty tight, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't teach, this is the closest I've gotten to teaching, like public school with Mm -hmm. the curriculum. And it sounds like you have like a very small amount of time designated for a topic that you absolutely need to cover because it's going to be at the test, on, on the test at the end of the semester or the class. Um, and you do see a lot of kids that just kind of slip through the cracks a little bit Mm -hmm. with certain topics, like you said, like, for example, dividing a fraction by a fraction or whatever you, if you get a kid who just doesn't learn that you keep on going with the curriculum, you can't just stop and pause it because then you lose time for anything else. So it becomes unfair to the kids. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um, and I think that's something like all teachers are familiar with. There's yeah. not enough time. Mm-hmm. But these kids are all slipping through the cracks. Like, why do we keep pushing them on? Like, why are we following this? And and I understand like it's a big frustration. Mm-hmm. And and the only thing we can really do is do our best and right. and try to to fix what was broken yeah. and and really just.
1: And work within a system that mm. was given to you because you can't exactly. necessarily change it, right? All you can right. do is do your best, like you said, and using technology, right, to address those gaps in particular.
0: And I think that's really hard for somebody like me who I I hear these these people. <laughs> I'm these using that people. very general phrase. This collective group. The,
1: the evil entity. Inter-
0: this, yes, the the entity that shall be known as uh, I don't know an unadministration, not, the un-administration. not an, an unadministration, <laughs> like U U N, not A N. It's an <laughs> unadministration because r- really they're like, we'll just do what you got to do and move on. And I don't hear that here. I hear that at, from other teachers who are at other schools, and I hear that. Just really, like, in a lot of places that I shouldn't, like, even in Mm -hmm. early childhood education. Yeah,
1: that's where it counts the most, because you're setting up your foundation for everything else.
0: And I'm just like, how can you be like, oh, well, it's good enough, and just slap a pass on it. (laughs) Good (laughs) enough, yeah. Um, But, gosh, yes. no, I I mean, I could really, we're going to save a a slice of this topic um, for one of our future sessions, because broken systems is what's at the heart of why our kids aren't closing those gaps. Yeah. Um, but uh, we do have to move on now I to know. our I Hall of Fail. And basically, um, our Hall of Fail this week uh, is no captions for videos.
1: No. <laughs> captions on everything actually.
0: That's that's me. I I've kind of like forced my family to succumb to it. No,
1: it's good. Um, captions are a good thing. Exactly. Uh
0: what, like this is one of the key things that like I like to do with my students. Mm-hmm. Because as someone who's been wearing hearing aids their entire life, I'm like I know all too well the struggles of like watching a movie and being like, I can't like it doesn't matter how loud this is, I can't <laughs> I can't understand what they're <laughs> saying. <laughs> Um, So one of the benefits of captions, obviously, is that like kids get to, oh, hey, I can hear and also read the material Mm -hmm. that's in front of me. But I'm always looking at it from the lens of like, how does this help our kids who are like most disadvantaged? So like our ELL kids, Mm -hmm. they're one of the ones that I focus on the most, because if they have captions, then maybe they can like try to follow along with the words that they're hearing, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Which brings me to like a quick little story time. Yes, um, story time. I had a, a student. His name is Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, he he still goes here. He's wonderful. Um, but <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, you know, how to get to work, whatever. Uh-huh. And I gave him the video, and I was like, all right, great. And I walked away, and like I saw him just like staring at the screen, like not really doing anything. Uh-huh. And like I looked, and I was like, <laughs> like are, like are you okay? And he was like. <laughs> I can't do this. And I was like, of course you can. Like, it's work. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you can Like Encouraging. Yeah. I'm like, 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 let's go. You know? -hmm. And and finally, like one of the kids, um, Sandra, who is, she's spicy is the word. She's very, she's spicy. (laughs) Um, She goes, now look here. He said he can't do it. Because the captions aren't on. He told you that? She told you
1: that? She told me that. Oh.
0: And I was like, oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best English I've ever heard you speak. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, that was really like crisp and, and direct, concise. Because yeah. usually her and I are going back and forth in mm-hmm. Spanish. But like when she just, boom, I was like, okay.
1: All right. She just said it.
0: Um, so I just think that that was a huge fail for me because I've done that on multiple occasions. Either I've posted a video, and I'm like, yeah, awesome, this is a great video, and I'm I haven't checked to yeah. see if there's captions, mm-hmm. or I'm like, here's a video, and then I'm like, you have kids who speak other languages, mm-hmm. and you should probably make it accessible. And like, right. that's one of the things we talk about when we keep referencing that word, equity, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: We want access and we want rigor. We don't want to just be like, here, it's hard, deal with it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, And also, like, just on the learning part of it, your brain will process things differently if you read them versus if you listen to them or if you see them. So even for kids who don't have uh, the problem like try- that they need captions to understand what a video is saying, it, it helps them out too, to read the captions or to just have the letters there. Amen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so it helps out everyone. Captions are good for everybody.
0: Mm, Yes. (laughs) Tell your friends, spread the good news, and put captions on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And of course, now we're moving on to our app suggestion of the week. So it's almost finals time. Okay. Uh, It's actually in like eight days. That That sounds horrible. It's kind of terrifying.
1: (laughs) you don't even have to take finals you just administer them
0: yeah i administer them but i still gotta grade them i have to sit there and read through whatever they put on the paper
1: (laughs) whatever they give you (laughs) yes exactly
0: some of them are like yes we spent two weeks on this material i'm going to give you a whopping four sentences and it's like three word sentences.
1: High school finals. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Or my personal favorite, uh, one time last year I got, I was like, you know, give me a short essay on, Mm -hmm. you know, this this topic. And I received two beautiful paragraphs and I was so excited. I was like, yes.
1: That's great.
0: And then it was just nonsense. Was no, <laughs> that's so disheartening. And I have to sit there and read it because I'm like, you know, what if the kid says something that you know meets my criteria for success here?
1: Anywhere, know? yeah, anywhere, anywhere. Between, anywhere like,
0: I don't want to, I don't want to just DVD. give you a one. I want to give you a full like four or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. But no, you scoured and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. It was so just nonsense. It's just nonsense.
0: <laughs> R- just rambling. Immaterial is the material. Do
1: you, Do your kids know about your your podcast?
0: Uh, yes, actually, I told um, I told five of mm-hmm. my six class periods, um, and then they also wanted to know about my Twitter handle. And so I'm just making a website um, soon where I can just put everything in one place, and they can follow along with the podcast, and they can follow along with our Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so now they can see themselves on the. So their they team. they
1: know you're talking about them.
0: They they do, but they know this this isn't a secret. <laughs> nothing not, is a secret.
1: here, Nothing apparently. is a secret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not gossiping. They all know. They all know. <laughs> uh, but, so spiral, spiral is our uh, app suggestion of the week, and I think it's really nifty because it's quick, it's it's succinct. Excuse me. And the kids can all, like, interact with it either at a self-paced level. Um, So that means, like, they can do it on their own or it's like a, hey, you're in control. And you're like, yeah, you go start. And then after they do question one, you're like, okay, you got 10 seconds left now. Boom. Question two, move on. Um, So it's really just up to you how you administer it. The way I'm going to do it is we've got four days to review. So I'm going to be like... I know, right? Right? Four days? Yeah.
1: So it's like giving me anxiety. (laughs) Thinking about what these girls got to catch up with.
0: (laughs) So, uh, day one is going to be like what are the parts of the computer? Input, output, uh, hardware, software. They
1: better get all of those right.
0: Listen. Because it was twofold.
1: I taught it and you taught it too.
0: I'm just going to be like, and Jesus wept. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, So, I'm thinking about doing uh, a spiral for that Mm -hmm. and also doing a spiral for just some of their cybersecurity terms. Yes. Just because it's, like, a quick CFU check for understanding I can Mm do. Um, But their HTML stuff, I can't do spiral for that. I just – maybe if I were, like, what does the H1 thing do, then that would be easier. Mm -hmm. But not (laughs) – not like short answers or like debugging code. Um, so check out Spiral, uh, highly recommended. Uh, test drove it all last week. Um, so let me know what your thoughts are, uh, which brings us to our contemporary issue of the month. Uh, back to TechWitty. This mm-hmm. is part two, which I promised we would be talking about with our special guest, Ms. Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I guess now we can kind of You've heard us talk about it like throughout kind of mm-hmm. talking about access, talking about like, can kids do the thing? Do they, can they bridge a gap, etc. So yeah, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Okay.
1: So actually I actually had a question because it sounds like you implement technology a lot, right? Like mm-hmm. applications and stuff in your classroom. That's like your thing. That's yes. your mission. As, <laughs> as the Dean of Technology. <laughs> yes. So, so,
0: self-elected. Self-elected. Self-elected Dean of Technology.
1: Self-elected Dean of, self-elected of, technology. of technology. Yes. Um, so... Are the apps that they use, Are do they use them in the classroom? Mm-hmm. And so how do they access the apps?
0: So a lot of the times I integrate them through Google Classroom so that they can all find it in one place. Because mm-hmm. I know like spelling is a, is a big issue sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> spelling. Like, sorry to all the uh, <laughs> applications out there, but some of the spellings you all choose, it, they, it's kind of wonky. Yeah. That's, that's the word I'm going to use.
1: Uh-huh. so how like what technology do they use to access that is it on their phone like on laptops
0: uh so right now it's primarily on a chromebook uh they used to have access to ipads but i mean they
1: what, used to have access to iPads?
0: yeah I, I don't know where they're at which is, sounds like a horrible like thing to say I don't but know,
1: where are the ipads i
0: i think i think biology has them when, oh. when i say i don't know where they're at i mean like i as of this year have not visibly seen seen them and I used to see them like all the time so I'm sure they're out there they're safe they're accounted for because no one said like they're stolen. so Mm -hmm.
1: I was just I was just asking because if you're using it well the school that I went to we would use apps sometimes just to do like quick question answer Mm -hmm. like little run-throughs at the beginning of class and they would have us uh, access them on our phones Mm -hmm. and I know some students don't have mobile phones Right. I know that most kids do, but a lot of kids don't. So that's like another access point. And I was wondering how you were.
0: So that's actually something that I'm trying to pilot Mm
1: -hmm. in the
0: coming semester and hopefully in the next year. Um, I went to an ISTE training conference in September and it really just kind of changed like how I viewed like our interactions with technology. Mm -hmm. And it was a big push as to why I wanted to like start a podcast and start coaching our teachers here to like be more intentional about like what technology they use Mm -hmm. and how they use it. Um, So I want our school to be in a place where the culture allows for us to use technology, Mm -hmm. whether that be a phone or a tablet or computer that they have and use it in class. Mm -hmm. Like why shouldn't they be allowed to use a tool? Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's right. a it's a resource, guess, it's a tool yeah. that they can use. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Anywho.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, like I I agree with what you said when you said, Lana, not every kid has a phone. Right. And I think that's a big part of this tech equity conversation. Like mm-hmm. again, access. Mm-hmm. Like not everyone has access. Right. And that's why like I think we should Make headway, or at least no. What am I trying to say? That's why I think we should push towards. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs>
1: um,
0: trying to have a device for at least like every child
1: mm-hmm.
0: and be one to one, but we need systems to implement that. We need like
1: systems. We're that, back to the system problem. <laughs> it's it's broken from the top.
0: Like, <laughs> which is why I'm like I I got to start somewhere, and so this. I mean, right. I don't know if it's like over overzealous of me to say this podcast is, like, one way to start cleaning things up. Right, because
1: addressing an issue, like, realizing realizing you have a problem is the first step Thank towards you. trying to fix it. So, yeah. And also bringing awareness, right? Because it's not yeah. just for you. It's for whoever else is listening to it. And I'm sure your kids are getting a good dose of it, maybe. <laughs>
0: oh, no, they are, for sure. And I think that also, like, what's, what's really helped, like, in this, in pushing this, like, vision of we can use technology to close gaps. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, the story from Amanda, like like she is on top of it and she's right. able to check in with every single kid mm-hmm. and like they didn't get that before, yeah, that, and that constant feedback. The
1: individualized attention is super huge and it helps you not, again, keep kids from slipping through the cracks So mm-hmm. noticing where there's a problem and having the tools to address it. Yeah.
0: And I'm hoping like we can take that success and... Amanda's classroom and also in um, Julie Primo's classroom. She's another one of the teachers I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I featured her on my Twitter as well. Yes. Um, she's rolling out like a a self-paced learning as well.
1: Oh, I think I did see that on your Twitter.
0: Yeah, page. and so like I'm really proud of her cuz like she she like just took the whole thing mm-hmm.
1: and, and ran, ran with it. it. Yes. And I was
0: like, "Go Julie." Yes. And that's um,
1: that's so great because you don't have another you don't have like someone who went before you. You don't have someone to go to, you have mm-hmm. problems, you don't have a, a pre-created like list of like fixes for issues that mm-hmm. might come up. You're just in it by yourself, you mm-hmm. and your creativity. <laughs>
0: it's, that's literally how it is. And it's like, it, it feels sometimes, like I know the feeling from all of us who are like implementing technology and trying to like make it a personalized learning experience. Mm-hmm. We're all like fighting the fatigue because exactly because like we've tried to implement this tried to make it work and now it's like we have to meet these deadlines mm-hmm. and we have to figure out where our routines are like not as tight as they should be yeah, yeah, and fix that so you
1: feel crunch for time
0: oh isn't that always the case <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. So your school has laptops, right? For every, is it for every student or is it for every classroom? Mm -mm.
0: So we have some devices uh, that are primarily used for uh, our college counseling classes. Okay. Three out of our four science classes. Three out of four. Three out of four.
1: Who who doesn't get the physics? Okay.
0: That wait, what was that thing?
1: It was it was everyone all the science classes. I, I just wonder how they came to the conclusion that out of all the science classes, physics needs it less. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, it wasn't really like they deserve it less. It was a like the biology teacher Julie. She had mm-hmm. been using the laptop prior, and she was like, "I want to keep like trying to do this," and so okay. she was she like, "Can I have a them. permanent card?" And so mm-hmm. she got one. Mm-hmm. Um, our AP environmental science teacher like he's that was his thing and like personalized learning and trying to like make it as customizable for kids mm-hmm. as possible so like that was two and then he got a that, cart mm-hmm. and so now with Amanda like as soon as I was like so now we can start using this to your advantage mm-hmm. she was like so I get a cart? Yes. Yes you get a cart. you get a card, and you get a cart and you get a card. <laughs> Oprah- Cards. um and so now physics is going to be the next one that I, I want to like really push into
1: yeah
0: um just so they can I mean I think it would be easier for kids to master material but also for like him uh sorry the Mr. Chu he's the physics teacher yeah i uh, it'd be easier for him to go ahead and like incorporate more activities for students to be like hey this is what your learning looks like mm-hmm. in a physical concrete setting
1: which so. is super cool mm-hmm. because physics, a lot of it, it happens in theory because you can't show everything, mm-hmm. right, a lot of the times. So I'm sure that's helping with the visualization of it all.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I know that, you know, there's uh, two, about two that I know of who, like, use technology in the math department, but really, like, mm-hmm. that's it. That's if they're using tech in English class, it's on a very limited scale, you know, yeah. like maybe, like, looking up a source or, like,
1: Mm-hmm. Typing
0: uh, paper, but nothing really outside of that.
1: The sciences is where it's at with technology. And
0: I think there's just more flexibility there. Yeah, like, because I, I feel like English and math are on a very like rigid schedule, mm-hmm. but here science is kind of like, for the most part, this we're is what just, you're doing. Yep, like <laughs> here we are. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, so announcements per usual. Um, go ahead and make sure you check out our partners over at uh, Black Girls Code and Girls Start and, of course, CompuDuct. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to donate and give in any way that you can. Um, you can also uh, support this school and this podcast uh, by sending um, donations uh, to Kip Northeast uh, or to... Um, Sorry, you can go ahead and tweet at me at Dean of Tech-H-O-U-T-X. Uh, especially if you want to donate any sort of machinery, whether it be an old computer, an old cracked Apple iPhone, because we're gonna be teaching the kids how to take apart those next. Yes. Uh huh. Oh yeah. And then uh upcoming events, all I've really got still is the ISTI conference. That was in California in January. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, And then, of course, uh, stay tuned because our next month, when we come back in January, uh, we will be talking about our ESL and immigrant students. That will be our contemporary issue. Um, So, yeah, thank you so much. And thank you, Nessia, for coming in. We appreciate you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you.
0: And have a good night. Mm -hmm. This has been Something Tech and something new.